Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today, we're talking about training psychology, and we're gonna be talking about the three critical steps that you need to get right at the start of your journey if you wanna get good results. These are the things that most people skip and why most people fail and stay on the hamster wheel. What's up, everyone? It's time to rock. If you're new to the tribe, Rich is behind the mix, and Nalesh is across the table from me. My name is Rad Burmeister. We are Unity Gym, experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. You can get daily coaching by us, plus our Epic Foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. As a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. Now, I'm also excited to announce that we've extended our Epic flash sale by 24 hours because I totally forgot to send emails out to notify everybody. And I had a few people uh, expressing that they were a little bit upset that they didn't know about it. uh, Yanni's been on holidays and uh, he took some time away from doing daily emails and I totally forgot that there was no emails going out. So you have another 24 hours to get any of our three epic flexibility masterclass programs. Now, before we get started, warm welcome if you're on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. Leave a comment and we'll send you some love. Remember that anyone can join and interact. And lastly, a shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button to support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. Okay, so as I said before, joining us today is Nalesh Murti from ADPT Physio. How are you today, bro? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, man. Really good. How's uh how's fatherhood, mate? How old's your um your bub now? Um, we're at um what is it? What day is it today? It's Tuesday. So we're at day thirteen. Day thirteen. Averaging three and a half hours sleep. Three and a half hours sleep. Um, but it's amazing how the body just does it. It's crazy, um, isn't it, man? You just do it. You hear cry. You hear whinge. You get up and check. And you just do it. <laughs> you know what else are you gonna do, right? Exactly right. <laughs> Exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah. And how's it going at home? How's it? Uh, That's how's, good. How's Gabby surviving? Gabby's going well. She's um, enjoying it. Um, day by day, he's changing. Um, today, yep. he's learnt new thing. He knew where mum is, so he's actually followed mum around, which is with his eyes, which is yeah. which is which is amazing. I'm yeah. I'm the cleaner, he reckons, or just the assistant yeah. now. He hasn't acknowledged me yet, so no. I don't think he even knows he has a dad. I remember, that <laughs> I remember that mate i'm sure any parents out there that are uh, that are listening can relate as well yeah good times good times well congratulations mate it is a good time ah, it's magical thank time. you you'll only get it once uh, you only you only have your first kid once so at least that you know about anyway when you're <laughs> some in europe at the moment probably. yeah that's right that's right so today everyone where uh, this is a really good discussion if you didn't catch yesterday's show yanni and i pre-framed it by um we were talking about training psychology, the dangers of short-term goals, and we introduced the health hierarchy of needs. And today we want to go really deep on that because it is a really good opportunity to have uh, Nalesh, who's been a physiotherapy for the uh, physio for the GWS Giants, which is a Sydney AFL team. It's um, in Australia. We really have two. Um, well, we have three different football codes that we play. They'll they'll. Quite different, uh, but kind of similar at the same time. We have rugby league, rugby union, and, and Australian football. And um, Australian football is uh, it's an extremely athletic um, sport. Uh, the guys um, 
unlike gridiron or American football or, or, or whatever it's um, actually called, or, or rugby union, which is uh, definitely a world sport, an international sport, AFL doesn't have a line that you're running against. AFL is, is just chaotic. Um, it, it, they, they just run all over the field. Uh, they can kick in any direction they want. They can pass in any direction they want. And it, it makes for some serious athletes, um, if I do say so myself. So I thought it would be a good idea um, to get Nilesh's um, insight into what our health hierarchy of needs really is, because I actually only introduced it to him 10 minutes ago. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll give him another little uh, uh, quick rundown on it um, while, I, while I tell you guys about it. Basically, the health hierarchy is something that we identified that was a commonality between people that had achieved greater than average results with their health and fitness. And it came about when Yanni, Richard and I were kind of banging our heads against the wall one day, wondering why our members that train at Unity Gym five days a week weren't getting similar results to us if they were training five days a week. Like, why are people still not able to lose weight? Why are they not able to build muscle, get flexible, get strong, all these things? And what we identified is that there's a couple of things that happen on autopilot for us that don't happen on autopilot for the average punter. And that's how we identified the health hierarchy. And in order, this is how it goes. Motivation, uh, daily habit of movement, nutrition, physique, movement mastery. The idea being that the way we've been able to identify it is that until you took off one step, uh, you won't achieve success by trying to, to move to the next step. What do I mean by that? Well. Anybody that's achieved great success with their health and fitness or with sport, motivation was probably ticked off a very long time ago. They found a way, either intrinsically or extrinsically, to become motivated on another level than the average person. Nobody needed to remind them why they are doing this or what they're doing. Or if they did, it was maybe one or two pep talks that just got them laser focused again. The next is the daily habit of movement. When movement, when training for you know footy, when going to the gym to lift weights, when running, whatever it is that you do, when that just became a habit, autopilot, not something that you question whether you're going to do, not something that you look outside and you realize it's cold and raining, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym today. It's something that just happens all the time. Only once those two things have been taken care of do we get people to move on to nutrition. The only reason why we do that is we actually talked about do we think that nutrition or daily habit of movement should come first and nutrition is so much of a bigger beast to tackle that's the only reason why we put it third um, because when we when we identified the health hierarchy and, and and wrote it down the reason why I say identified is because we may have created the concept of it but the the, the theories the you know what it is wasn't created by us it was identified by us and we want people to be able to have wins and the win of coming to the gym daily is so much easier than the win of getting your nutrition right. And only then when those three steps are in place is the physique that everybody's chasing going to come very, very easy. If you're motivated, if you train daily and if you've got your nutrition right, you won't even need to think about your physique. You won't, you'll just get in great shape. And only when your physique is where most people want it to be, can you then focus on movement mastery. And if we talk about um, AFL, the Australian Football League, these are people that are, and they have the WFL now, the Women's Football AFLW, League. Yes. AFLW, yeah. yep. yep. So they have men's and, and, and women's code. Um, these are human beings. These are Australians who are at the pinnacle of athletic performance. They are, they are high, high achievers. 
And there's no one out there that hasn't taken care of their physique before they've gotten to that level. You just cannot perform at that level if your body, if your body composition, if your muscle mass, if you're, if you're, if you're just not optimized for performance. What do you reckon, Nilesh? Well, you've um, made me think because I've done a handful of notes here. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you're exactly right. Um, if we're going to compare everyday people to athletes, um, or the athletes I work with, the st- first two steps are ticked off, like motivation's ticked off. You know, they're footy players. Yep. They watch their idols. They watch it on TV. They watch it on Sunday Arvos. You know, there's not footy. Yep. That's ticked off. Habits come in. Um, most most guys are embedded into a program where it's Saturday's game day. Yep. You have to go to training. So yep. it just becomes a habit. Just like we spoke about habit is, you know, um, our gym schedule is within our work schedule at yep. times you know yep. you get come into work train and you start work yeah i think the big difference here um uh, uh, that i feel um that athletes have over um everyday people where i think everyday people or the general pop can really um address and be at is athletes trust the process and they actually see the footsteps or the different hierarchies or pillars or fundamentals that need to tick off yep. to get to the end i think yep. that's the biggest difference like with aflw girls yes it's a new program it's coming mm-hmm. to they're not as established in, in terms of a um, sporting um, organisation, which is already there, but they've already had the motivation. Mm-hmm. The habits come in because of local footy. And again, they're, they're trusted the process of becoming elite athletes or being a you know movement mastery in within that level. So, yeah. Yep. And I think um, my perspective or my perception on this, it would be that, you know, because being a professional athlete is something that's been around for a while now, it's not like you're um, doing something that nobody's done before. And there's good systems and procedures in place to take a gifted youngster and turn them into a professional athlete so that when somebody has that level of motivation and and then somebody taps them on the shoulder and says, listen, if you want, we can put you into this special program where we're going to, you know, um, foster these skills and see how you go with it. Um most people would trust that process if that was a decision that they want, right? Yeah. Like you're not really going to say, no, I think I can do it better on my own. You know, if yeah. the coach comes up and says, look, we want to put you in the, you know, in yeah. the advanced team or, or whatever it is. And as soon as they get the tap on the shoulder by someone that's recognized or someone that's an authority or someone that's actually got a result, um, they're going to trust that process going, okay, he's done it. He's created, we'll come up with Cristiano Ronaldo. He's created Gareth Bale, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever sport you want to yeah. go to. I'm going to go to him. Yep. I'm going to trust his process. I'm going to go down his pillars and fundamentals of becoming you know, yep. a master of what I do. So, yep. yeah. And I reckon um, I, I'd, I'd like to highlight what you pointed out there about saying how with motivation, how, you know, these people, these professional athletes at the highest level, the way that you described how their motivations come around, like, you know, they've watched footy, they've watched their idols, they, they watch the Thursday night matches, they, they watch this, they watch that. That's been massive for me over my years. I, I, when I think back, I try to think, because it's the funniest thing when somebody says to you, oh man, you're, you're just gifted. You're so lucky that you're good at this. And I, th- I just laugh at it and I just smile and go, oh yeah. I, I wasn't better at it than anybody else when I started. In fact, when I started doing martial arts, so that was my, well, rollerblading was actually my first introduction um, to movement. Don't hold it against me. But that was where, you know, I mean, I was a kid. I, I did martial arts. I did a bit of soccer. I did a bit of this. But rollerblading was the first thing that I really went all in on and yeah. I was doing it every day. And, and I wasn't gifted at it. I was, I was, um, there were guys that I used to skate with that were so much more gifted than I was at it. And then the same with martial arts. I got into martial arts and I was good enough, but I think it was what you spoke about with grit. It was yeah. it was effort over talent. 
one thing that people didn't outdo me on was effort. I, I really put effort in. And I remember, like, I reflect back on what, because martial arts was the thing that I did get better at. I didn't get great at rollerblading. I got good at it. Um, and in all honesty, I didn't get great at martial arts either. I got good at it, but I definitely got better than the average person. And a massive part of the motivation for me was the amount of martial arts movies I used to watch. I just filled my head constantly with people that were so much better than me that it just instilled I remember I used to watch these movies and people would make jokes about oh man god I could never do that and I remember thinking to myself I could do that like that person's got two arms and two legs I've got two arms and two legs I reckon if I worked hard enough I'd be able to do it one day and whether I did or didn't get there I just I, I watched stuff so much that I it just programmed me right it just programmed this level of motivation in me whereas other people would say oh my god I've seen this movie 10 times now Rad and I'm like really I've seen it a hundred times oh, <laughs> 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 oh mate you're exactly right it is um, as you know grits highlight it's effort over talent that's where you see these footballers succeed and these footballers um become the one percenters and these footballers are the ones we talk about because we look up to but i think what they do really well is like they see the end goal you saw it in martial arts yeah um and they surround themselves by the end goal yeah um, they surround themselves by good players good coaches you know good fundamental staff members that's going to get them better in terms of strength you know fitness and so forth yep and that's that's the difference. They they know they they accept that, and that's where they're going to go down to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's missing in the general pop, where they don't want to trust the process, and they want don't want to surround themselves by um, the right they person or the authority because they want the end result now. Yeah, they want the short answers, right? The, yeah, the, the, the yeah. easy come, right? You know, so and that's how days. athletes do it really well. That's that's yeah. the big big difference I've realised stepping into mm-hmm. um, or stepping out of the bubble um, is you know it's laid out for the athletes, but it can be easily laid out for everyday people. Yep. Yep. They just got to trust the process. That's really powerful. Um, have you ever read a book called um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective yep. People? Yep. Yeah, I can't remember which one of it is, but one of the seven habits is start with the end in mind. Mm. And that was really powerful for me. I read that book three times. It was one of the most influential um, self-development books that I've read in the last decade. And um, start with the end in mind just made so much sense. The idea that whatever it is that you do, what's the end goal? Why are you doing this? And if you get clear on that, it, it makes it so much easier to prioritize things. And prioritizing has been bastardized. The, the word priority means prior to. And by definition, you can actually only have one priority. Yeah. People pluralized or what I call bastardized the word priority into priorities. They say, what are your priorities? And if you've it, a, a really good saying is if you've got more than one priority, then you've got none because you can't have more than one. Yeah, so there's yeah, got to yeah. be one thing that means prior to, you know, and the idea of, um, you know, starting with the end in mind, it allows you to prioritize what it is that you want to do because you, you, you go, well, you know what, with this thing. I don't know, I guess I'm just kind of doing it for fun or whatever. And that makes it really easy for you to say, okay, I'm going to put these other things before I do that. But with me, um, with my martial arts training, I, I mean, I went, when I was doing my Kung Fu, I was doing it through my 20s. And when I was in my 20s, I was a drug addict. I was, a, I was taking drugs every weekend. I was just being a, a dickhead. And my, um, my Kung Fu teacher was, he was very accepting of me, but at the same time, had low tolerance and what i mean by that is he didn't kick me out of the school but he wouldn't make me feel good about what i was doing and he he used to say to me 
He'd say, Rad, what do, you, what do you do this for? Why are you here? What do you want to get out of it? And I'd tell him my goals, and they were big goals. And he said, well, you're never going to get there doing it the way that you're doing it. And I was like really shocked. I thought, what do you mean? He said, you've got to train six days a week for hours a day if you want to be a kung fu master. What yeah. are you doing? You're here and there and you're everywhere. And he used to say to me, and this stuck with me, he said, you have to think of the top three things that are in your life. And if Kung Fu isn't in those top three, you'll never get where you want to be. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, for most people, family and work are up there. It's, you, it's rare that you'll find somebody that won't put what makes money for them and their family up in, in one of those top three places. But the third spot is up for battle. The third spot could be socializing. Maybe that's more important to you than Kung Fu. You'll never get good at it. Or maybe it's relaxing. Maybe you work hard from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. and then you want to relax in the evening. Well, you'll never get good at Kung Fu. And he, and he made me really rationalize this idea. And so for me, when I had that end in mind and then I was able to prioritize what it is, it actually completely changed the way I live my life. I used to say no to my friends all the time after that conversation about plans for a Friday night, I'd always say, no, I'll be there at 9.30 because I do Kung Fu from six until nine. But it's Friday night, it's this, we're doing this. I say, yeah, no, but I'll be there until 9.30. And I'm so happy that I was given that level of motivation at that young age because whether I got to that level with Kung Fu that I set out for or not, I developed a, a mentality, a belief, a level of motivation, a level of drive. It, it allowed me to, to move into that next step, which I didn't even recognize at the time, which yeah. was the daily habit of movement mm. that set me up for where I am now. And I think what you've, what you've just said, um, I mean, I knew that already, right? I mean, how, how else would a professional <laughs> athlete get to where they were if they weren't that motivated? Yeah, right? yeah, but I, yeah. think, I, I think this is a conversation that a lot of people need to have with themselves. Um, and this is what yesterday's topic was all about, this idea of short-term goals and why people just keep never getting anywhere because they're not addressing these underlying issues. All they're doing is, it, you know, the sun starts coming out in spring and they look at themselves in the mirror and go, oh, shit, I've got to do something about yeah, my body. Sun's and coming up. I've got to go Balmoral. got to get a rig out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think what I've got to add on that, and it's not taking away the word habit, I think there's two pathos. Again, don't know what book. Oh, there's that many books that yeah, yeah. highlight it. <laughs> it's being consciously doing what you want to do or being conscious on your habit and unconsciously yeah. doing your habit. You know, if, Again, for us, it's a bit different mm -hmm. and it's habit because we ha every day you train. Yep. It's unconsciously embedded into our thing. Yep. And I think where people, athletes, individuals need to get to is from the conscious. So obviously highlight it. Mm -hmm. Come in spring, got to get the rig good yep. um, to obviously make that a proper habit that's yep. all right throughout the year winter you don't have to snack on big Macs. You, yep. it's just you're embedded in you yep. i think that's the big difference where athletes is just embedded in them yeah you'll see them in off season off season being when the season's done yeah they'll still be at the club running yep. three days a week yeah to stay fit because it's in their head it's in their they're programmed to be fit and healthy yeah so i think that's the gap we gotta obviously fill in and yeah. push over yeah. and this is why anybody that's listening this is why we put so much emphasis on this first step on motivation because people think that motivation is like something that you just set it and forget it like you say okay why well, am i doing this yep i'm motivated bang we're doing it and you go well ask yourself how that's working out for you how consistent have you been in the last 30 days with your training and if you've been consistent for 30 days how consistent have you been for the last six months because the real results that everybody's looking for like it's very rare that anybody comes in that gym for us in that front door and I say, what are you here for? And they go, oh, something mediocre. Like, hmm. 
I don't really mind if I get anything. I, I just, I, you know, you guys look good. And if I don't really achieve much, but I have a bit of fun along the way, I'll be happy with that. Nobody does that. Nobody does. People come in the door, I say, what are you here for? And they've always got big goals. It might be for somebody that's never done a pull-up. I want to be able to do pull-ups and I want to build some upper body strength. Awesome. Let's let's nail it for you. I want to be able to do the splits as a big one for us. A lot of people come here that are strong and fit already, but they're not flexible and they, they're like, I want to be able to do the splits. So they're big goals. And they're big goals that if you're not consistent for long periods of time, you're not going to get there. Exactly. And the first thing you need to do is dial in this motivation. And what we talk about is, Goals are great for getting you started, but until your goals turn into a burning desire, which is what it is for me, like to give you guys some context to our listeners, what do I mean by a burning desire? So my goals, my goals are big, right? But my but the two big rocks for me at the moment that I'm, as a big reason why I'm working with you weekly is to do a one arm pull up and a handstand push up. And they're two things that every time I've gone really in on, this shoulder injury that we've identified that happened 21 years ago keeps yeah. coming back to haunt me. So I have to nail that before I can move on to my big goals. But they're my big rocks, right? But it is such a burning desire for me that I only need to go two or three days of not training until I start to feel anxious. And I mean real anxiety. I mean, I can't focus in a conversation with my wife. My wife will start going to me, what is wrong, Rad? What is going on in your head? And I'll say to her, I'll be like, like recently I had a vasectomy, right? And I couldn't train properly for a month. Fuck, I was going crazy by the end of the month. And she kept having to re reassure me. She kept having to say, don't worry, baby, don't worry. You planned this. It's going to happen. You're going to get back to training. And that's what I mean by a burning desire. It's not like you have to start saying to yourself, oh, shit, man, fuck, I haven't trained for a week or two. I better get back into it. No, it's like it literally aches and eats away at you when you're not it's doing it. It's part of it. your everyday living. It's part yeah. of you. That's, yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. Like if I don't example, I know exercise is one thing, coffee, it's part of me. Yeah. If I don't have a <laughs> function, if I don't train, yeah. you know, five to six times with a run or two, end of the week will come, I feel like I haven't ticked off all my things. Yeah. That's being worked and earned money is one thing, but being feeling good, mm -hmm. feeling like I'm, health, you know, looking healthy and all those ticks, they, they tick the boxes. Yeah. So, yeah. Someone's yeah. just commented here. Yeah, Jody. Jody Sim, one of our superstar members at Unity Gym. Good morning for the second time, Jody. I already saw you uh, at ungodly hours when everybody else is still asleep. Um, kicking it. Jody says, I feel like it is also unrealistic to be motivated all the time. So the habit is important. Sometimes it's an it's a necessity to just grit up and just do it at the do it at the start and once you start to see progress that's when you may be more motivated to keep going and to continue seeing results i couldn't agree with you more jody i honestly couldn't and um this is what you've just highlighted is exactly why we're saying goals aren't enough it has to be a burning desire because the the, the what you just described there is the moment where people that have goals fall off the bandwagon when it gets hard and you don't feel like doing it, your goals aren't enough. The burning desire is what gets you through there. Somebody that was one of the biggest um, inspirations for me through my uh, youth was Bruce Lee. Um, being a kid before the internet, if you were into action movies and martial arts, eventually you found out about Bruce Lee and he was just so inspirational. He was one of the probably one of the main reasons why I started Kung Fu and not kickboxing or whatever, you know. but. Um, in an interview, it, actually it wasn't Bruce Lee. There's a really good documentary called I Am Bruce Lee and they interview all the people that have 
that are celebrities that say so much of their success came from Bruce Lee. And one of them is um, Ed O'Neill, who played Al Bundy from Married with Children. Yeah, right. He's got a black belt in um, jiu-jitsu, and he talks about how, and it took him 15 years to get his black belt, and he yep. talks about how Bruce Lee was one of his biggest motivations. And he quotes Bruce Lee by saying, Bruce was talking about how hard motivation was for him when he was a teenager. And he used to go to his Kung Fu Academy every day. But every day when he was about to walk in, he knew that his mates were just down the road goofing off at the park and doing whatever. And he used to have this mental battle where he'd be thinking, do I go and play with my mates or do I go into my Kung Fu Academy? And he used to, apparently he used to say to himself in his head every day, just walk through the door, just walk through the door, just walk through the door. Because he knew that the second he walked through the door and in a Kung Fu Academy, you walk in, you bow, you take your shoes off. As soon as he did that, he wasn't going to leave. Like once his teacher had seen him, um, and there's these famous movies about his teacher now, Yip Man. um, Once his teacher had seen him, that was it. He was going to train. And so it was just, just walk through the door, just walk through the door. And so what you've said there, Jody, it couldn't be more true. But the burning desire is what allows you to do that very easily. It's what allows you on those days that when you feel like shit, when you don't feel like going to the gym, you can just get up in the morning. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Fuck that. I'm fucking going to the gym. And you go to the gym and you know that once you're here, um, like sometimes I've had, I've trained for a month and every day has been the shittest training sessions. But that month of shit training, but still training adds up to something good compound effect mate that's right and jody's highlighted it as soon as you see progress so seeing the end or seeing something or seeing a mini goal or a short-term goal and so forth gets you going day to day jody's highlighted that really well yep yeah it does it's all about the small wins which is why for the health hierarchy we do motivation first then daily habit of movement second because they are the lowest hanging fruit and tomorrow's show We are going to talk all about the daily habit of movement. How do we do it? Why it's so important? And what tips and tricks and hacks can you employ to create some success in your life? Thanks, Nilesh, for uh, coming on the show, mate, especially with only three hours sleep. I really appreciate you coming (laughs) in here for a chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good day, everyone. Uh, And if you're listening live or before the 21st of April, 2021, you still have about 24 hours left to grab our Flexibility Masterclass. Amazing programs to make you strong and flexible and unlock serious calisthenics and gymnastics flexibility skills for things like press to handstands, back bridges, splits, middle splits, front splits, all that good stuff. Have a great day, everyone. See you soon. Thank you. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.